Aloha Maui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. Jason Burkhardt. Brian Thomas. Welcome to a virtual solar coaster. This is Midwest Solar Expo with Jake Rosmarin. This is number 160, episode 160. We actually are recording this show. This show was recorded, or the sections that we're airing in the middle of the show, were recorded inside a virtual trade show platform. Uh, Jay, what is that? <laughs> um, virtual reality stuff has been making the news a lot in the past few years, right? And I mean, when we were growing up, it was all the big, the big rage. Um, but of course, the technology wasn't ready. Um, these days, it's a little more robust. And although people don't talk about it quite so much, it's mostly the realm of like video games and things. There are virtual environments you can go to and interact with other people, have uh, real discussions. It happens infrequently but with the way the world is people are taking taking a, a real another second look at this and and seeing can can we really do like a full trade show in a virtual environment and so that's what this particular package is this company specializes in that kind of software and the uh, midwest solar expo is going to leverage it for, for this year's show yeah. so we got a sneak peek we sure did <laughs> behind, the, behind the curtain as as it is as it was um, at, at the environment and what they're what they're planning on doing, and it's actually really really robust. I was impressed. You were impressed. That says a lot. If Mr. Verkertz was impressed, uh, I know Brian. You have some background here too, with some friends in the uh, the the headset a a arena of of virtual virtual uh, virtual reality. Um, so it, it's it, it, you know you didn't get a chance to check it out, but we do have the videos. We're going to be releasing those. Of course, this audio show here it doesn't have the video right next to it so you'll have to kind of use your imagination a little bit uh, but we will be posting the full video versions uh, not only of what we covered in this show but also some of the other kind of really fun uh, stuff that's in there uh, racing speedboats I'll just give a heads up on that so, <laughs> what I couldn't believe it felt like it was uh, you know Miami Vice or something in there Jay it was super cool and and, and so so Josh as we um like you said, it's difficult for us in an audio capacity here, but to paint the picture, you you guys have your virtual digital avatars and you're in a trade show essentially. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a it's a it's an environment. It's almost like an island, right, Jay? This particular trade show, there's a big trade, big you know convention center as it would be in any other environment. It looks a lot like the convention centers we've been to over the years, and then you select your avatar, you build your avatar. Uh, and then you are able to go to these different locations and meet and hear presentations from different people uh, and then engage in different types of activities. And I'll tell you what, when you're in this environment where you've been doing Zoom webinars and not to impugn Zoom in any way, shape or form or or, or using social uh, like LinkedIn and all these different things and, and emails and, and then, you know, and the phone calls. So you have all these different tools at your disposal, but it's, there's something missing, right? You're on these kind of like it's just not quite there. So with the exciting part of this for me was that it was kind of pushing into this area of oh this is a lot like a trade show before and oh I can do something kind of fun and it's a little more entertaining and and there's some new capacities and how and and some things are very similar Jay mentioned that I was quite slow in keeping up with him and Jake and that is exactly how it is <laughs> in the actual trade shows <laughs> so it's you know it's really an interesting uh, little foray into the into the unknown into this new world so uh, that's what we're up to today folks uh, I'm so glad to be doing this let's jump right into it guys what do you say good all right, here we go. Uh, folks, this is The Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. can be found Fridays at 1.05 p.m. on Koi 1110 a.m. Also some FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. 
www.solar-coaster.com is where you can live if you're outside our broadcast area or your reception isn't very good. Uh, you can go to the YouTube and actually check out all our videos of places we've been and including the virtual ones now. Um, but most importantly, um, we have a catalog of all our old shows. If you're interested in any kind of solar or renewable technologies, chances are we've talked about it by now, whether that be solar, wind, electric vehicles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's all up there. So you can go to solar-coaster.com and research, do your research. Uh, we, we don't sell anything in particular on the show anymore. Um, we're, we're, not, we're not a commercial. We simply want to get you the best information possible and that's where it resides so go to solar-coaster.com do your research and uh, and make make an informed decision about whatever renewable technologies you're looking at well put jason and we have some great sponsors out there that have kept the solar coaster on the tracks newest sponsor of course is the maui office of economic development the kama Aina first program now we're going to be featuring the executive director in an upcoming show and hear all about how Maui is focusing on our local community and rebuilding our economy from the ground up right here uh, with our local businesses and our local patrons. So it's going to be a very cool to take a look at that. Of course, we're always going to be thinking about uh, renewable energies in that space, so we'll probably poke around that in that, in that vein a little bit. Uh, but we're also going to have call-ins from some of the Kama'aina First um, participants. So if you're a local business, you're a part of this Kama'aina First program, you can call into our show and you can explain in a little bit greater depth what it is you're offering to the local community. I think that super cool. I'm so glad to be a part of that. I also want to mention another uh, sponsor, Enduro Shield and Perfectly Clear Glass. And just prior to the show, of course, in true Gary Dolberg fashion, he showed me his sign-up uh, uh, advertisement in the Kamaina First program. So he's right there. And you can check out Gary on that website as well. Um, so that's Enduro Shield and Perfectly Clear Glass, great sponsors of the Solar Coaster. Also, don't want to forget to mention uh, Sundrum Solar doing amazing things in uh, heat sink technology and some very large projects to be uh, completed shortly this year. And then, of course, we have Fairwinds Wealth Management with Brian Thomas uh, kind of helping us navigate the, uh, the winds of the, uh, of the stock market and all the, the uh, interesting things that are happening. Today, we're going to be talking about some M&A activities, some mergers and acquisitions that are kind of dumbfounding me but are obvious to him. So, uh, hey, Brian, if someone wants to uh, talk to you, how can they reach you? Uh, 873, area code 808-873-3247. Okay, shall we jump right over to news and events? Yep. Okay. So there's a lot going on in the world today. Uh, shall we start out with um, Jay? Which one did you want to grab? Oh, uh, well, I, I want to talk about Tesla because, Tesla. <laughs> because we always talk about we all, Tesla. Always gets a slot on the show, but um, they, uh, Electric, and another a couple of the news agencies have started receiving reports that Tesla is canceling solar roof orders. Now, this is years after taking the initial deposits and telling everybody that it's going to be available right a short shortly, right? Um, it's it's been between one to three years, depending on when you you reserve your your solar roof, um, and and the factory has supposedly been ramping up production, um, but they're now getting homeowners who are are slated to not get their roof. Um, have simply got a form letter that says upon further review your home is not located within our currently planned service territory driving distances from our closest warehouse yada 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 um, will make it difficult for us to provide high quality service for this reason we will not be able to proceed with your project um, so they're going to refund people's money which is a thousand dollars but that they, they've been holding uh, interest-free I might add yeah. for uh, between one to one to three years <laughs> 
<laughs> and if and if you and if you people have replied but they've to the email saying hey what what's going on um probably not in that nice language but um <laughs> but they have never received any responses yet as far as we can tell so so tesla's made a un unilateral decision to start cutting back the area that solar roofs will be installed and they're just refunding <laughs> refunding everybody's initial deposit but again like i said they without interest for the three you know, years how, they've how, been how, holding their money the way and, these and guys <laughs> go ahead brian well sorry to interrupt josh well i was gonna say it's got to be a little frustrating because tesla knew where they were located <laughs> physically think? at the very beginning so it's like oh we didn't know you were in that area it's, it's kind of a little uh bs if you will in my opinion yeah, but more um, yeah more 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 than more than a little um i mean they were they were <laughs> talking about how it was going to take over uh i guess the issue is that tesla needs to employ certified roofers yeah to make this to make this work okay so it's not like people going up on the roof and just like mounting some panels on some rack they literally need to be certified roofers in order to do this and they're i guess they're they're not able to get the staff in in a, in a lot of a lot of locations right now i don't know what i mean i thought construction was it was a a necessary industry <laughs> so that was that was still going forward and those people were working uh but but I don't know. Um, I, I would say that if you were one of the people that had had reserved a uh, Tesla semi truck or heaven forbid a Roadster for two hundred thousand dollars, you'd be a little more worried about your deposit right now because those were yeah, five to five to two hundred thousand dollar deposits on those vehicles. Oh, man. And if Tesla's just 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 going to sit on it for three to five years and then give it oh, never mind here's your money back um that that's that's concerning you know the, yeah. the 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 way these these fellows do business i've never seen this before you know you come out with an idea you go out there you do some ridiculous kind of product you know open and there's a bunch of like super loyal tesla geeks around and then it's you know even it, whether whether you throw if you can't you can't lose right he throws a rock through his cyber truck window or whatever right and it breaks and everyone loves him <laughs> for it still line up <clears throat> people's line up to buy it and then but the point is you gotta get this you know extremely you know this huge company and they're they're taking and these deposits that much real money and they're holding it interest free in this case for up to three years and is that really a good way to do business is that good form i don't feel like it is i mean it seems to work for them but for you know for crying out loud i mean that and, and that that all being said if you're hearing mao and you're thinking oh no i haven't got that email yet i did just see a post from uh a a one of the local installers rising sun saying they were a certified uh tesla a roof uh, installer. So that was just within the week, right? So it looks like that's okay. not confirmed. I haven't had a chance to talk with them yet, but it looks like we're going to be able to have those uh, those roofs installed here in Maui, which I know a lot of people are excited about. So there you go. All righty. Uh, shall we jump over to to Nicola, Brian? I know you got a lot to say there. Uh, sure. Yeah. So this week, uh, it Nicola is named after Nikola Tesla, Serbian inventor, but uh, Via what's called a special purpose acquisition company, uh, Nikola came public, and and that SPAC it's known as a SPAC is a unique way. And basically, uh, say 200 some odd million has been set up with this special purpose acquisition uh, company with some very good experts to go out and buy something, and and then they ended up changing the ticker symbol to Nikola. So Nikola is a publicly traded company. They don't have a product yet, but it's a fuel cell long haul truck. And the CEO says that that's more advantageous in the long haul because you don't have a 5,000 pound battery to haul around. 
And so they still have to build out the fuel cell stations, but it's an interesting entrant, and the stock is doing pretty well. And um, they are competitors to to Rivian, uh, but uh, Nikola has a, a Budweiser is seeking uh, to use their truck. So we'll see how that plays out. But the fuel cell yeah. is an interesting one. Jay, I'm sure you have ideas about that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple major upshots for this. You know, I, I like hydrogen as a, as a thing um, for long term storage, etc. I'm not so sure how I feel about it being in automotive. It's it's difficult for for regular people to just sit there and fill up your truck because it needs to be sealed and pressurized, etc. Um, but ha having the ability to have a long haul truck, 750 miles for that Nikola Nikola truck, the long haul version, um, and and being able to fuel up in 15 minutes. Yep, that's is a big a, one. Is, is a big deal. So yeah. when you're talking, you're talking about, and, and they specifically say it's not necessarily electric, although I did at some stage in the process it is. Um, it is a not a no emissions vehicle, and that's that's the key piece. So it doesn't, it's not you're not burning carbon based fuel to to um, continue. Yeah, and then also Jay, um, what was interesting too is that they're. It looks like they're trying to propose sort of a total cost of ownership where. They say that a diesel-powered semi would be about a buck fifteen a mile, and they think they can do it for eighty-five cents a mile, right? So, so they yep. I think they're trying to do like, okay, here's your total cost, which which makes sense from the end user standpoint. Or just just like a regular electric vehicle, the, the total cost of ownership is less because you have less mechanical parts, you have less maintenance uh, over time. There's just a lot of things that that can go wrong with it with a regular uh, internal combustion engine that you simply don't have those problems with with electric motors, and so. Yeah. That this even this hydrogen like fuel cell vehicle benefits from that type of engineering. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be interesting if they if they sell it like that, as in like, you know, uh, price it like that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, we don't. Yeah, I don't know what the pricing is on these things, and they're they're not cheap. But it is meant as a uh, like a long haul um, eighteen wheeler. You know, semi it's a big it's a big it's a big truck this is not something you buy to to, to go to the beach i mean the yep. ship the shipping yep. industry is a ma has a major impact on our economy and it's a it's a whole it's like this is the one of the biggest moves towards the electrification of transport right so with the thing that starts to occur to me and I, I don't understand the mechanics of this this new deal and that they're going public but but you have it looks like the long haul hydrogen nicola truck there are two there's a short haul with battery there's a long haul with hydrogen that is that, battery yeah right <clears throat> and that competes with uh the Tesla semi, right? I, I don't know how evolved the mm -hmm. Tesla semi is or how pro, how much of a prototype it is right now. Maybe they're asking trucking companies for deposits at the moment and they're going to hang on to them for five they, years. They, they, they are. They <laughs> have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I do remember there being some big purchases or indications of purchases from like the Walmarts of the world and stuff like that. So on the, on the Tesla side. So, you know, uh, when you and I think we even saw this truck, Jay, in Anaheim. Uh, the Nikola. I think it was it was placed out in the in the in the area in the Nikola. But it, 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 my question is, how can the market differentiate between these two different approaches, the electric versus uh, you know straight up electric battery in, in the Tesla Semi and the hydrogen in Nikola? I mean, is there any sense? Uh, like they look like they're both getting a, they're both getting support. These are two very very different technologies. Is one obviously going to win over the other? That that is why we're here, though, is to do that kind of education. Because when you're going out to buy these things, you're you're not going to have any clue. Well, I want a non-emission vehicle so that I can my company can be green, right? But, but you don't know the ins and outs and the intricacies of hydrogen versus battery. I would hope that the salesperson would take you through the processes that the electric 
vehicle is very clean where you simply plug in somewhere uh, what that plug looks like it depends on the vehicle of course but you plug in somewhere you take in electricity and you use it as the vehicle drives the hydrogen is a little more um finicky i i guess is the <laughs> word i would i would use where you actually have to have a hydrogen fuel station like i said like i said it needs to be sealed i talked to those guys um at spi a couple of years ago about specifically the the seals that they need to be super non-porous because hydrogen the, the, the molecules are so small they'll just those go those right through or something uh, right? rubber rubber whatever gaskets i mean you can't you can't do that stuff and it's and the temperature is so cold it would shatter anyway so so you can't do that stuff you have to have very different technologies and those specific hydrogen stations need to be available along your route that's another issue is we're starting to see more electric electric charging stations pop up although they're not necessarily super high speed for for trucking specifically but you can get you you can still get gas anywhere. Electric's starting to show up. I haven't I have yet to see a, a hydrogen fuel station in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and 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 to me, that's sort of the variable of whether this is going to fly or not. If they can build out those stations, you know, um, yep. because if if you have the truck but don't have the infrastructure, it's it's a moot point, you know. And I think it's funny how Elon calls it the the fuel cell instead of fuel. F oh yeah. O O L. The fuel cell. <laughs> oh no! This well, is the way I mean, they roll. I, I, under, I understand why he would take aim at that. The fuel cells are not efficient. I mean, you only get like I think the best ones are like fifty-three percent. Right. Uh, they they of your energy back. But uh, my my point with hydrogen has always been: well, if you're going to curtail the solar for whatever reason anyway, why not make hydrogen? You're going to curtail the wind for whatever reason because you're really gusty day just use it to make hydrogen and then store the hydrogen getting 53 percent instead of zero percent is always better <laughs> well a lot right, of these right. uh arguments are made in the trade show network and we get to see these uh mm -hmm. these technologies up front and center and i'm sh this year of course uh it, it's it's still up in the air whether we're going to be able to go to physical locations and that's what this show is about there's uh virtual trade shows that are uh platforms that are being pioneered and there's of course all the different technologies that are out there to help us communicate it looks like it's going to be hybrid I, I will point to this one article and we're going to head to commercial but pv magazine has an article out called solar trade shows after pandemic the future is hybrid and what i'm most excited about is the interaction point wait the, the meeting point if you will between the virtual and the real uh, that's really quite exciting and i think it's going to we're going to see some really neat stuff over the next year or so as we figure out how to continue uh, meeting and sharing all this great technology. So let's do this. Let's jump over to our commercials. We'll come right back and we'll talk a little bit about uh, this uh, great Verbello platform with Midwest Solar Expo and Jake Rosmerin. Kama Aina First is an exciting new program supported by the County of Maui Office of Economic Development to bring our local community together during this difficult time for businesses. To see all of the Maui County special offers, visit KamaAinaFirst.com or if you're a local business owner, then share your great offer for free. Visit KamaAinaFirst.com for a participant registration form and join the Kama Aina First Facebook group to stay connected. Kama Aina First, locals supporting locals. Enduro Shield glass protection is the cost-effective way to help protect your PV investment, reduce cleaning needs, and help maximize power production. Enduro Shield prevents etching, helps reduce soiling and debris buildup. 
At only two molecules thick, EnduroShield is optically clear, UV transparent. A one-time application provides up to 10 years of durability. To learn more about the coating, visit EnduroShield.com solar. You can request factory application or on-site by certified technicians like the team at Perfectly Clear. In Hawaii and for on-site applications in Western U.S., visit PerfectlyClear.glass or call Gary at 808-280-9422. That's 808-280-9422. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system, combined photovoltaic and thermal, holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. Those are a bunch of great uh, guys and companies and people, the sponsors of the Solar Coaster. Uh, you know, we have an interesting opportunity here with this show. It, it, the fellow we're talking to, his name is Jake Rosmarin. He's a really cool guy, young fella out of Brooklyn, and doing a trade show, Midwest Solar Expo. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it, it, they're, they're kind of taking the leap and moving into the virtual uh, world for a trade show. This is something that's really, uh, I don't think it's ever been done before. Have any of you guys heard of this before? I have not. I've, yeah, I've never attended one. I, I mean, I know of virtual events that have happened over the years, but no, this is the first one I've actually been involved with as as a our participant in in some way. Right. So it's it's really uh, I think Jake is kind of taking the bull by the horns at this unique time and 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 doing you know doing a first and bringing this out for the first time. So it's a uh, it, it I found it to be. Uh, kind of more robust than I thought. Jay said the same thing. Uh, we're going to meet with him in a virtual space. And bear in mind, this is we, we're actually avatars in a virtual world. This video will be available on YouTube shortly. Uh, let's let's check it out. Aloha, folks. We're here with uh, Jake Rosemarin uh, from Antenna Group and from Midwest Solar Expo. We are doing a first for the solar coaster. Jason's here too, to my left. Aloha, Jason. How are you, sir? How are we doing? <laughs> this, is, this is the place. This is the for the dance. Jake, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. We are stoked about your technology and about what's going on with Midwest Solar Expo. Jake, why don't you introduce yourself? Give us a sense of who you are and how you find yourself in this kind of really unique place and time uh, in the industry. Sure. Well, first, I'm going to, you know, I have to be able to compete with the dance. No. <laughs> Got to show a little samba here, um, but uh, no, I've been uh, I've been in the solar industry for about ten years. Um, been uh, got started at the Maryland, DC, and Virginia SIA uh, chapter, um, supporting uh, different uh, activities, policy communications, membership events, uh, business development, things like that. Um, and uh, really spent the past decade focused on marketing and public relations and events and uh, different ways of helping companies grow and facilitate business. Um, and the Midwest Solar Expo is a, is a you know, B2B solar conference that uh, I started seven years ago. Um, and the goal was to help advance Midwest solar markets by bringing uh, companies from both coasts that you know, had more sophisticated markets and helping them uh, get a foothold in the Midwest and, and uh, you know, piggyback on policy wins to create more robust markets. Um, so that's what the show is about. And uh, it's been growing for seven years. And obviously with COVID, a little bit of a hiccup to our plans. And so we decided to, to get creative. What a, uh, 
an exciting thing to be a part of over the last seven years. You know, the trade show space and the kind of overall uh, adoption of renewable energies across the country has just been this kind of uh, uh, tsunami. <laughs> I'll use the term tsunami. There's so much going on out there. Jay and I have spent the last few years with the solar coaster uh, in a lot of the different trade shows and getting to know a lot of the different uh, innovators and founders and CEOs and futurists. And it's been you know, just a really awesome experience. Uh, and then I, I, I did a little bit of research on you, Jake, and I understand that you are uh, one of the elite Forbes 30 under 30. Is that right? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, it was on the uh, 2018 list. And uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a cool experience and was, uh, you know, honored to be included in, in, that, uh, in that list. Check that out. Pretty rad. Okay, so we are super stoked to be here in this world, in this virtual platform. What is the story? How do you come about doing this? And, and what's going on here? Yep. So, uh, you know, we basically looked at what was going on and you know, all the conferences were getting canceled, and we said, you know, what do we do with, with our event? You know, should we postpone? Should we cancel? Um, you know, started uh, taking a look at what other people were doing, and ultimately what we realized was that, uh, you know, no one was moving these things online in a way that uh, created the same experience as an in-person event. Um, and so, you know, we wanted to be able to, uh, we want, we said, you know, if the show's going to go on, we need to find a platform that is going to enable us to, uh, allow people to meet each other organically and walk around and, you know, bounce in and out of different sessions and, um, uh, you know, schedule private meetings and walk on the expo floor and, uh, you know, have that same experience which people value and, and get so much out of. Um, so, you know, that, that's been missing since COVID. And, um, you know, we, we looked at probably 50 platforms uh, before finding, you know, what we, we think is, is the best solution uh, you know, available right now. Got it. No, I find it fascinating. And of course, Jason over here is a bit of an old hat with virtual reality and, and IT and software and having had a software company. So I know he's super excited. He's probably going to have boatloads of things to talk about. But one of the things that I brought up to Jason over the last week since we had an opportunity to kind of poke around and explore the space with you recently is if, if, the thing about these trade shows, they're wonderful. They're wonderful experiences. You're out there. We, you know, we've done CES, we've done SPI, we've done all the big shows, and uh, the experience is great. But it's all encompassing, and it can be expensive, and it can be uh, super time consuming. You know, just your life shuts down while you're doing it. Whether you're an attendee or an exhibitor or whatever, or speaker. You know, so what I said to Jay was, hey, if we can create, you know, a, a value proposition here, then in this world, or if you can, then I think people they can. If they can recognize that there's, you're able to forego a lot of the inconvenience, actually, of those trade shows. Uh, maybe not the guy of choice, but it's about a timing and about you know this time that we unique time that we're in. But that could be a pretty great thing if you're able to get similar or close to that kind of experience and not have to go through all that expense and all that time and all that travel. Then that's not a bad offering right there, right right now in front of us today. So I think it's such a cool thing that you're involved with. I'm really I'm so glad you're doing it. Yeah, no, it's and I, I think that that's that's a huge part of the value proposition, right? And I think that that's why this type of technology it, it really does uh, live in a uh, you know post COVID world. You know, if, I guess if we if we experience a truly post COVID world, but in a um, you know in, in a world where we're getting back to events, uh, you know that that resemble the you know events of the past, um, and you know, and that's why I think that there's 
this opportunity to, in the future, once in-person events pick up again, to leverage this type of technology to create a digital twin of the event. Um, and so, you know, if you're an exhibitor or if you're, you know, uh, speaking or, you know, involved in other, in other capacities, you have this additional way to participate. And so, you know, you may have pulled 400 people, 500 people at the conference. Now you're saying another 200 people, 300 people, um, maybe even, you know, maybe much more, right, can participate virtually to uh, supplement that. And I think that this is, you know, the beginning of this technology. There's, a, there's so much room for it to grow um, that I, you know, I definitely see there. Uh, I, see, I definitely see this technology, you know, living, uh, you know, past this. So I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. It's uh, you know, definitely the early days, but still really feature rich and allows you to, to, to do everything that, you know, we'd be looking for um, at this point. You know, that was one of my first thoughts is that going to a trade show is a very expensive proposition. And so you'll have a lot of companies that will that they'll target one show for the year and that will be the only one they attend or maybe two. Um, if you can sign in for weekends, bring in your digital assets and not have the travel expense, the hotel expense, the, the, the food expense, the, the risk of I mean, even before COVID, we had the, the trade show <laughs> disease. We, we, all, we always got sick. Because you're because you're going full bore for of three or four days, and it, it's just a recipe for for a low immune system. Regardless, when you just get the flu, you get a cold. But but this is this is fantastic. Yeah, there's no virtual step counter, which would be a hilarious thing to to add. So maybe maybe in uh, you know V two of this uh, this platform. Sure. Well, you can you can you can you can teleport. So I think it's kind of a cheat. <laughs> True, true. Yeah, I don't know how, I'm, another metric, I guess, that you're tracking. You know, Jake, before we get started, I want to just jump off of what Jay was saying. You know, one of the conversations we've been having over the last couple of years is there's a bit of FOMO in some of these larger uh, shows, right? Because they've just grown so much and the you want to do everything, you know, but it's that you're physically incapable of doing everything. Now, if we have, as uh, you described it, you know, a digital twin of the show, and you can go and do what you have to do. You can hit your top ranked things, and maybe there's ways to be able to, over time, explore more of that content that you would have explored if you had more time on site. So that's super interesting to think about the interaction of these worlds, of the real world and of the virtual worlds. And, um, yeah, I'm going to think about it from that perspective as we move forward. But I think one of our goals today is to try to give uh, potential attendees a sense of what this experience is like, what its capabilities are, and to kind of shake the tree a little bit and have some fun with it. So, um, what would you like? What would you like to start out with? Do you want to talk about the avatar? Do you want to talk about the location? What, what, where would you like to point us? Sure. Well, why don't we um, why don't we walk over to the main auditorium um, and check out some of the the functionality in that room. Um, and then we can walk around to some other areas on the campus that I think you'll, you guys will you'll get a, a kick out of. Cool. Okay, so we're walking, right? Yeah. So uh, to, when you're walking, you can um, you know, move with the arrows and then press shift to, to run uh, and you know, get there a little faster. Um, you can also move around with, the air, with your uh, keyboard as well. This is always how it goes. Mr. Porter is uh, lagging behind me in real trade shows, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
an offhand question. Is it um, gamepad compatible? If I have a three sixty gamepad for the USB, um, like with a with a headset. No, um, just controller wise, so you don't have to use the uh, WASD keys. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm not sure, um, but you'd be able to see that on the uh, the Verbella website in the technical guide. Okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll check. Cool. Hey Josh, you were just saying, we were just saying that uh, like real trade shows, you always flag behind me. Exactly, I felt just like it was just real like a real show, show at that moment. <laughs> oh, Jay's gone. You know, and what's part of what's interesting here is that you're you're using these different navigations, and then I, I I was having trouble with my keyboard, so I went up to the go to location, the go to drop down menu, I suppose, on the left hand upper left hand side of the Rubella platform, and I was able to just catch up with you guys by just going shooting right to teleporting if you will to the uh, auditorium location so that's cool that's a way to do it um yeah we're here what's what, what is this space? so this is the uh one of the main auditoriums this is uh at the midwest solar expo this is called the radiant wreath auditorium and so uh you know it's really it's pretty cool you can sit down at uh you know any seat in the in the audience um and uh you know if you uh yeah, or sitting in your seat, you can raise your hand, you can zoom into any one of the screens up ahead or get a whole stage view using the, the arrows on the, on the top of the screen. Um, and uh, you can, you know, when you're in, in the room, you can also click your space bar and look around the room. That's going to move your head. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty similar to... Uh, to sitting in any session at, at a conference, uh, you know, you would be doing it in person. Um, and then, you know, when you get up on the stage, you can get some presentation, you know, pre uh, presentation tools. Um, you can upload videos, pull up PDFs, um, and, you know, talk to the room the same way that you would, uh, you know, again, at, at any other conference. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when you're up here, you can also... Uh, you can also use your pointer, which is fun if you want to be pointing on, on different screens. Um, I know I always enjoy having a pointer. Makes you certainly makes you feel important. Um, so yeah, any any questions about the um, any questions about the auditorium? Yeah, I mean, so okay, so we're looking at right up here at these multiple screens, and then there's going to be a number of speakers that you've already scheduled. So I don't know. It looks like a couple dozen that are already in place for over this three-day period, like 15, 16, and 17, upcoming, uh, uh, which is just a couple of weeks away now. So um, are, are, you've got is – it, is, you can pull anything up on these screens, right? Are people going to be using slide presentations or, or websites? Or what, what are they going to be looking at to use this so you're going to be able to, um, people are going to be able to pull up any kind of presentation. So, you know, PDF or PowerPoint, um, you'll be able to, um, oops, sorry, uh, you'll be able to uh, pull up video feeds. You can even pull up, um, uh, you can even pull up um, uh, Zoom conference, uh, you know, video capability as well. Um, so if you know, look here. You, you can, um, you know, follow the different uh, agenda items uh, on the website. Uh, but you can pull up, and you know, you're using this like a browser. So um, anything that you, you know, want to want to do on a browser, you're going to be able to do here. Question, which is the reason why I have my hand up. 
um, so the, the, I imagine that in an, a large auditorium with a whole lot of people, it's generally pretty loud. Um, what are the facilities for actually identifying pe people and, and taking questions? Yeah, so first, there's going to be, um, uh, when I'm up on the stage, I can click a button and mute the audience. And so that's going to make everyone mute until you unclick your, you know, turn you, until you turn your mic back on. Um, and so we'll be able to, you know, that, that's going to help, um, you know, manage things. But we'll also have people in each room um, as sort of a, you know, admin uh, to, to, you know, help get people set up, help troubleshoot any issues, help manage Q&A, things like that. Yeah, so again, very much like a real, like a real show. Yep, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the next generations of this technology, you'll have more um, functionality to manage that. Yeah, probably more of a ticketing, you know, ticketing type of system for addressing questions. There we go. Uh, I don't know about you, Jay, but sitting in that auditorium and talking with Jake, and of course we spoke with uh, Daniel Sugar in our earlier promo in that same auditorium, and seeing how uh, it felt different than the type of webinars we're, t we're, we're accustomed to doing or getting more accustomed to doing, you could you know you could look around and, and and see someone sitting right next to you and potentially have a discussion with them, and then you, could, you there was just so much more kind of additional input. That's the way I felt. What did you think? Yeah, you could actually have a private conversation and, and just being able to organically move around. I mean, that's that's kind of part of it is that if you schedule a Zoom webinar, well, you know who you're going to be talking to when you sign in because you've you've planned ahead for this thing. But to walk around this environment, you're able to organically just like bump into people and same same deal. There's a little badge over your head that tells your name and who you work for. So you can actually find just people randomly in the world, yes. which I thought was really, 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 really useful. And, and it's one of those things, that networking, that you cannot do without, without that kind of environment. Another component of this that I think is really important uh, is that you can also leave. <laughs> You can you can get up and walk out, or you can just if you're if you're not into it. Here's the thing: when I don't know what your experience has been with the webinars of late, but for me, some of them are really time-consuming, exhaustive, and you're like, okay, after half an hour, I don't know how much more juice I've got, right? But if you're sitting in, you've chosen one of the two or three dozen different lectures that are going on, and you're into it, maybe you got the information you needed. Maybe you want to meet your friend outside. You have an opportunity to say, you know what, I've, I'm kind of good here. I'm going to move on, and then you're going. Yep. You're, you're exploring this world, and that is completely different uh, experience to you know seeing that. What, what did I describe it as the other day, Jay? It was like the uh, the Muppet, um, the 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 Muppet Show, the Muppet Show arches, the arches, and the Muppet Show. Everybody remembers the intro to the Muppet Show is all the arches <laughs> where every all the Muppets had their own little individual arch. That's like a big Zoom meeting. <laughs> there needs to be a filter for that. So you know, hey, it's absolutely, a tool, absolutely. but this is a but very the one, different one tool. final one final thing is the uh, ability to to teleport around, which is not something we can do in the real world yet, unfortunately. But it kills right. travel time between all these different venues and that for me is huge because we're always planning well i need 10 15 minutes to get over there to talk right. to these people so i gotta right. leave early you so don't always, have to do that you just press the button and you teleport over and you gotta wait in line for the coffee that costs like five dollars you know it's like while you're trying to get from point a to point b <laughs> very good very good so we're gonna move right to oh yeah go ahead brian i was gonna ask real quick uh when you when you walk up to a booth does the audio increase via your proximity to we're, the booth or somebody speaking we're just going to get into that in this next yeah. session yeah. you're really going to okay. dig it it's exactly where we're going let's let's check it out when people get started in this they need to set up their avatars is that a pretty straightforward process yeah it is um and so 
you know, you'll basically, as soon as you open up the software, it's going to prompt you to set up your avatar, and it's going to be a very basic, you know, choose your face shape, color, choose your hairstyle and color, choose your, you know, shirt, jacket, pants, shoes, etc. Um, I think you can get some accessories as well. Um, and then, you know, you basically click save and exit from there, and then you're into the world. Um, that's, uh, that's how you get started. Gotcha. And then there's, there, oh, this, this, I found this, um, this section up here on the upper left-hand side of the, of the bell of the drop-down menu where you see your name. And then if you click on the, um, the arrow, you're able to, there's a bunch of uh, kind of, what do you call them, hotkeys, Jay, is that right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, F2, F4, F6, F3. So you can do all these fun little things, uh, you know, cheer and clap and, and shake hands and things like that. So there's, there's, there's a little bit of fun uh, kind of embedded into this too, right? Where you can have a, have a good time too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's like all, yeah, all kinds of... Uh... Uh, all, all kinds of fun little uh, things that they've, they've built in here. Um, you, you know, we're, we're going to head over to the beach in a minute, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll, see, you'll see some some uh, other other types of uh, quirks that they put into the world uh, to make it you know a little bit you know, more uh, interactive um, and fun fun experiences for people. Uh, that's really what it's about, right? You, you want people to be engaged, and I think that's the problem with the. Uh, you know, seven hours of Zoom, uh, you know, conferencing, oh, you know, yeah. replacing a conference, right? Um, you're, you're losing a little bit of that. And I think, you know, especially right now, there's going to be, you know, there's a, a novel, uh, you know, nature to this that, um, you know, it is so different and people are going to want to see, you know, what, what it's all about and they're going to experience that, you know, something different. For sure, for sure. And so you've got, uh, you, let's say, you become familiar with the campus and the map and you understand these primary different locations, one of which is this auditorium. Uh, and now you get a sense of some of these fun things you can do as well, but there is serious business to be done here. Uh, and there's a lot of, of speakers. Once again, who are some of the people that are coming to speak at the Midwest Solar Expo in a couple of weeks? Yes, we've got uh, Dan Sugar from Next Tracker, Adam Browning from Vote Solar. We've got Mike Hall from Borrego Solar, uh, Hillary Pearson from Exelon. Um, so, I mean, we have over 70, uh, over 70 speakers. I think there's 75 or 76 speakers right now um, at the Midwest Solar Expo, um, which is pretty typical for, uh, for this event, um, you know, where you've got content over you know, two full days, uh, concurrent sessions, and uh, a combination of panels and individual presentations and interviews. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of content covering, you know, a lot of regional uh, topics for the Midwest, but also national topics as well. Um, and then some, you know, new content that we had to build into the agenda to address the, you know, new reality, um, you know, and, uh, addressing the new normal of working in solar, right? Um, so we have content that's in there just to address, uh, address, you know, uh, solar business during COVID. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, outside of the sessions, there's tons of ways to, uh, tons of different ways to, uh, you know, network and meet people. Um, why don't we head over to the, um, uh, to in the go to menu, if you go to private meeting rooms, let's hop over there uh, and teleport there quickly. So this is uh, this is the private meeting room area, and so you know similar to how you would set up a meeting on a conference app, um, you're going to do that here the same way, and you're going to get assigned to a table. Um, and so then you know when uh, where it says you know for your meeting location, it'll say table N. 
Um, and then, you know, you'll come here at, you know, whatever it is, 2 p.m., come over for your meeting, um, you know, sit down in here. And then once you're inside of this blue dotted area, that becomes a private meeting and you can't hear outside, you know, you can't hear, um, can't hear anyone outside. <laughs> there you are. You can't hear anyone outside of the, um, uh, outside of the blue line surrounding the table. So very similar to renting a, uh, very, very similar to renting a, um, uh, table or, or reserving a table at a at a conference. Oh, no. Can we now lock this so that no other people can come in? Or <laughs> um, I, I think we can add a, a a dog to to scare people away if they <laughs> if they come that's, in. Yeah, that's that's very that's very important. <laughs> um, yeah, you you can't lock it, but if someone comes in, you can just let them know that you know you're not done with the table. You know, private meeting. It's which really is, the same as, is, as any other conference. As, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the thing. It's like there people are like, oh well, you know, how am I going to know if my mic's on? I'm like, well, same way if you're you know walking up to people at a conference and um, you know if you're on the phone talking to someone, it's going to be the same you know same thing. You're going to lower your voice or walk away or you know something like that. So. Um, there yeah, is it, a facility for that, though. By the soccer field, I noticed that there was a um, uh, a door that you could actually shut and block people from entering those those areas, which is so that the potential does exist. Oh yeah, I mean there there are plenty of, of ways to have a private conversation behind doors. If hey, why don't we go over to the solve expo in the go to menu? Let's go to the solve expo hall. Hello. So um, yeah, to the to the the point about doors closing. Um, if you walk into this uh, expo booth over here, first you can see there's a blue line in front of the door, and that's a privacy line. Um, so you're not going to be able to hear what's going on inside here. But once you walk in, right, it's going to be the same as walking up to anyone's booth. You're going to hear what they're saying to people. So let's walk in there. Websites down. Hey Josh. Oh, I did it. <laughs> there you go. So let's um, let's take a seat at the table here, and um, so if you turn your uh, head towards the door, you can see there's these door controls right here. Um, so you can just close this and have your meeting private, and you know not let anyone else walk in. Yeah, this is this is much more like a private room. Yeah. Private so. Room. You know, there, there might be some people that will feel more comfortable doing that as opposed to having the blue lines. Um, and for those people, that's certainly uh, certainly fine to do. But you can also just walk away from people and then they won't be able to hear you as well, right? Like there's, uh, it's all proximity-based audio. Sure. I found that to be really useful. Uh, when Jay and I were messing around here before, I, the fact that when you walk away, like you use proximity-based audio, then it lends itself to a natural conversation flow, right? So... You would expect to be able to talk to someone if they're in earshot, and if they're not in earshot, you expect it to be difficult. So that's kind of like an automatic feature that you don't have to think about, which uh, was welcome. Let me ask you this, uh, Jake: uh, Is there the ability to augment or play with these logos in these rooms? Uh, yeah. So if you were to right-click on an image, you'd be able to swap out um, uh, images or. Um, uh, put up websites or, or you know anything like that. This one on the wall specifically is for an image, um, and uh, you can you know, swap that in and out. But um, 
but the other ones are more like browsers and uh, that you can upload uh, documents to as well. You might so not be able to, to do that private... if you're not an admin now. Gotcha. So if you wanted to have a private meeting, let's say that you are uh, you want to meet a couple of, of, of colleagues in this environment and you're going to, are people reserving these rooms or are they all open? So these are exhibitor rooms, and so this is where companies are going to be running demos, having their private meetings. Um, you know, there's going to be uh, this is where people can you know just walk in and out, wander in and out, and learn more about the company. Um, and so these are going to be uh, these are you know for you know, exhibitor sponsors you know, essentially, um, but there are places to have private meetings outside of uh, these rooms. Gotcha. Okay, so you could imagine a company coming in here maybe a day in advance, putting in some logos, uh, putting out some chocolates or something like that, and then being able to uh, host a meeting here, basically. Yeah, and I just kicked this up from our, our seat so that I can, so you can see some of the other room configurations. Oh, cool. You can choose the configuration as well. Yeah. Nice. One thing I did just test is that also um, when you leave, when you exit the room, these browser windows go blank, which means you can't, you, you can do a private presentation without people even walking by the glass and seeing what you're doing. Yeah. And so that's, oh, that's uh, feature rich. Yeah. Part of the privacy features throughout the venue. Yeah. So that's like when you see the screens in the middle of the show floor, um, you can only see those screens if you are uh, inside the blue area. Hey, Jay, why don't we uh, show them how to use the browser? Why don't you pull up something like we were doing before? Uh, sure. J uh, Jason, are you, are you typing something in there? Um, I was going to try. I popped up in the Silicoaster site. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's... This, that, is, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you can use it just like a regular browser, and you can use that on the side, you know, bottom right area, or you can use it just like on, on top of the, just, you know, through the screen. Oh, there it is. So it really allows you to bring in any content that's on the web or that you want to, or even potentially on your desktop, like a PowerPoint presentation or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's two different screens, so you could have maybe one static document here, like a product brochure or something to that effect. Um, or a product video and then have a demo running on the other side or a customer testimonial video or you know on the other side. Wow, just a, it really just fires off the imagination, doesn't it, Jake? I mean, let me let me let me ask you, what are you hearing from people about how they plan to use these spaces? Are they saying, hey, I'm gonna sit down with a couple of companies that I'm working with across the country and we're gonna talk product specs in this in this environment? I mean, have you heard any Kind of unique ideas yet, or you know, nothing proprietary, of course. But I mean, what 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 are you hearing from people? They must be talking to you. Yeah, I mean, they're they're interested in in how um, you know they can schedule meetings in these rooms and you know and have private meetings, and they're debating whether they should take those private meetings here or always keep this door open so that people can walk in and out, you know, of the of the room and not you know have any downtime in the room. Um, so that's, that's one consideration. Uh, you know, people are thinking about adding videos. They're thinking about adding, you know, having um, uh, doing product demos is, is really popular. Um, you know, people really like the idea of being able to run video feeds through. Um, uh, they like the ability to capture information. Um, so you know, figure you know, capture information like who was in the booth, when, for how long. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of my next question. Uh, you know, the, the, the notion of exchanging information 
or let's just say the business card. How does that take shape here? So you can get a lot of that information through the conference app, but as a, let's say as an exhibitor, um, after the conference, we would give you a report of you know, all of the users that entered your room, when they were there, how long they were there, um, and uh, you would get the information from, from those people so that you can do your follow-ups. Okay, so it's kind of automatically recorded for you, so you don't even have to read. That's also convenient. Very cool. All right, well, what's next, gentlemen? What else would you like to explore? There it is. That was uh, a interesting next session with Jake Rosmarin uh, talking about some of those private rooms and the the, t the tables and the additional functionality that I hadn't really expected. You know, I, when I saw it first, I thought to myself, well, you're going to go there and you're going to have effectively a presentation. Turns out that there's more you can do. You can actually sit down with people, exchange, uh, have conversations. You can exchange information. You can not only present, but you can also interact. You know, I started to think about uh, ways this could expand. You know, like, could you bring in a doctor? you sign and you know execute a contract uh, Jay what, uh, amazing stuff what do you think Jay oh, absolutely and it's, and it's not just I mean it, it, they gamify a bit of it like there was their the, the speedboats before the soccer field um, I, I imagine I mean just about every conference I've ever been to they have the early morning marathon for the runner people right um, so they could definitely <laughs> do that <laughs> and and you don't have to be a runner you just hold your shift there you go <laughs> and then uh, everyone and Brian if you want to check out uh, not only the speedboats in the soccer field but also the auditorium and how it all fits together uh, this is this week by the way you can sign up if you want to do it uh, and yeah I'd recommend it checking out Midwest Solar Expo. Uh, it's an amazing uh, uh, event that's going on. So we are the Solar Coaster folks, sponsored by Maui Office of Economic Development, Fairwinds Wealth Management, DuraShield Perfectly Clear Glass, Sundrum Solar. Thank you so much for a uh, very unique and virtual show and have a wonderful weekend and aloha Friday. <laughs>